Just another brother off the boat You ain't for the family, guess it shows All these friends are low-key like my foes No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke Hey, hey, just another brother off the boat You ain't for the family, guess it shows All these friends are low-key like my foes No, I don't wanna talk, I want the smoke What up, everybody? Yo, yo, yo Welcome back to the Preacher's Hour podcast. Podcasting out here, man. Um, I forget which episode this is of, as far as in the quarantine. Man, this thing has been long. Man, stuff just been extended. Uh, so school is canceled for the rest of the year. Oh, really? They put it out? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh so yeah. yeah. They put it <laughs> out. Oh, yes. What? Yeah, that's it. No man. graduations? No. Nothing. School is done. Until like? till next school year. Literally, Did they say how long the quarantine's gonna be. No, how can they know? They gonna ask the virus, "Hey, when are you guys gonna be ra- you wrapping <laughs> this thing up?" <laughs> We're on the virus's timeline. Oh, so you that know, sucks, bro. No matter what Trump says, or we, you know, we gotta get the economy. People gotta go back to work. Like the virus is gonna decide that. Oh, um, this has been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, days are blurring together, weekends are Man. whatever. Like yesterday was Sunday. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's Sunday. Like, I, I never know what day is now. It's just. It's almost, it doesn't even matter. It like, doesn't really matter. I mean, I, my, I woke my daughter up this morning. Um, I was like, hey, don't forget you got school at 10. And she was like, I know. <laughs> it's like, how are you in this routine already? Like, <laughs> I'm still trying to get, like, familiar with this. And you just like, that. I know I have school at 10 o'clock every day. <laughs> On Zoom. <laughs> Like so they're having school, like the teachers. Yeah, the oh, teachers. So it's a, uh, it's like an hour. Um, it can be up to an, it can be up to an hour and a half, but it can't go over an hour and a half. So I guess that's their, our the my kids' schools distant learning is like this one hour of uh, instructional time, and then they do their packet, so they can ask questions and like that. So it's it's that's really smart. Yeah, it's honestly. nice. It's nice. Um, it just kind of says I wish I I need to just teach my daughter how to use her computer. So. Like, I don't have, like, she'll be really independent. So it's like, okay, cool. Go ahead and uh, log in. Go ahead and click the Zoom button and, you know, get into your classroom meeting all by yourself. You don't need no one's help. But uh, yeah. I haven't tired of that yet. So thus, I got to be here to do it, which is not a problem. But yeah, um, I, I don't know how long this, this is going to last. Like, if this lasts until school starts for the next year, bro, I, I don't know. I might have to start breaking some rules. <laughs> like I don't know if I could keep staying inside for this. Yeah, that's. that's uh, but who am I to infringe on the will of God? Mm. Man, so speaking of which, people, <laughs> uh, that's what we're going to be talking about today: the will of God. The will of we, God. We did an episode on the sovereignty of God with John, and oh. I went back and listened to it, and really, we didn't really address this. Got you. Um, I was like, is it going to be similar? It's not. That was actually a great episode. That was a fan. I went back and listened to it again. I was like, this was good. Yeah, I need to go back and listen to it. Yeah. I wish, I wish you had told me. <sighs> Dang. Man, I'm I sorry. Like, I don't know. Recorded it, just kind of went on with my life. And I, I remember the passion. It was John. flames. Bro. I know. That was it. a good, good episode. If you ever heard that episode, pause this, go listen to yeah, that, and then come please. back. Because you have plenty of time. Cause <laughs> you're you ain't doing nothing yeah. else. <laughs> um, And the funny thing is, so our numbers are down. Of course, ain't nobody driving. Yeah, and that was the thing. I'm like, man, like, and I realized, 
I'm just as guilty of it. I have not listened to any of my usual podcasts, my Bible project stuff, Mm-mm. because I'm not in the car. I'm like, I don't really feel like sitting down. It's and, not the same. Yeah, it's not the same at all. So we forgive you guys. Yeah, it's cool. But those of you guys who have listened, shout man, out you real ones, bro. Even if you just downloaded it, dude. Weird, because <laughs> but that's what I've been. I have a bunch of stuff downloaded, which yeah. counts as, as a, a stream. Yeah. But I just haven't. I'm, I got it ready for when this thing gets back to normal. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm gonna try to listen to more podcasts. I mean, honestly, I found myself doing like stuff that doesn't matter, like playing mm-hmm. games on my phone. Oh, me too, man. I've downloaded like six games. I mean, they're all fun. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, bro, you're doing nothing. <laughs> like God's giving you time to do stuff, and like you're not using it. Man, wisely. I've I've played way too much FIFA. <laughs> it's, just been, it's been sad. Living that life, me and, and I know God's like. So you're just, just going to keep doing this, huh? Okay. I got to put your whole life on pause. Mm-hmm. This is what you choose to do? This is what you're doing, huh? So, yeah, this topic, the will of God, has really been, like, on my mind, like, the mm-hmm. last few weeks, just doing experiencing God and just learning, like, this is probably, I know for me, I'm going to apologize in advance. Like, I'm probably going to come off, like, super radical <laughs> on this episode. Bro, you're just living your life. That's because, all. like, I, I just feel like I've, I've lived my entire life not knowing this stuff. And mm-hmm. then now I know it. I can't go back yeah. to, you know, how it used to be. Just living in ignorance and doing what I want to do. Um, So, yeah. so let's start it off with... Let's I go. was reading yesterday, and I was reading um, Book of Jeremiah. Um, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna come back to this, but I'm looking at our notes, and I want to start with the permissive versus perfect will okay. of God. So, first of all, when we talk about the will of God, I'm sure like everyone as a Christian has thought about this. You mm-hmm. hear about it all the time. You know, if it's the Lord's will, God willing. <laughs> But I've realized that we don't really take God's will that seriously. Bruh, not even a little bit. Um, in reality, and I'm talking about me, I make decisions and I do stuff and I just kind of tell God he needs to, like, get on board <laughs> and just and agree with it and be like, well, you know, God, I was really doing it for you, so yeah. you got to be cool with it, right? Which you is know? crazy. You don't really think about there's a difference between working with God mm-hmm. and then doing stuff for God. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference. And when we live into a realm where it is, we're making plans and trying to get God's stamp of approval on them. This is where we go wrong. It's no God is working and you need to just join him wherever he is, which is experiencing God has like taught me that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's still difficult to discern his will and definitely difficult to discern what is his perfect will Mm -hmm. and his permissive will so could you help us understand what is permissive will yeah so i feel like permissive will is what 99.999 percent of us live in (laughs) all the time and what we've lived in 99.99 percent of our lives Mm -hmm. it is basically god has given us permission to make decisions and have a free will and and do things and it's not that he adjusts his will but no matter what we end up doing eventually we will still fall into his will like i can try to do whatever it's like it's like jonah 
in the in, in the in fish. fish. Okay, like that was God's permissive will. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. You're gonna still end up in Nineveh. So His perfect will was for Jonah. If to He go said, "Hey, to go Nineveh. there," He would have went straight there, and that's that's the perfect will. When I'm doing exactly what God wants me to do, when He wants me to do it, mm. how He wants me to do it, perfect I'm will. in His perfect will. The permissive will is like I don't want to do it. You know, God, I, I think I'm gonna take this job, mm. and then I'm in the job, and I'm like, oh dang, you know, I probably should have thought about this more. Whatever, whatever, mm. whatever. And God, I want to serve you, but I'm still at this job. He's like, okay, I'm gonna let you stay at the job, mm-hmm. but you got to serve me. But now you mm. can't serve me to the fullest because you have to go to work, and there, your time is now divided. Mm. And yeah. So it's not perfect. Gotcha. But you're still like. It's different than like I'm just flat out like not following you, God. Mm-hmm. That's totally different. But I think permissive will is what all of us have kind of lived in like our whole lives because we're not raised to understand God's will. And what we're going to talk about a little bit in this episode, but we're not. We're we're kind of raised like you have a mind of your own. Mm-hmm. Um, you do what you want to do. Give your life to the Lord. Jesus saved you. Yada yada yada. You get saved. But you're still kind of doing your thing. You're doing yeah. your living your life, and you're just kind of you're trying to do it for God as a Christian. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't do certain things, blah blah blah. And you you look a little different from the world because you're a Christian, but you're still basically making your own decisions. You haven't given your life to God. He's not the Lord of your life. That makes sense. That you know makes what I'm sense. saying? And and I've realized I've lived thirty. I'll was, I was give myself, I'm trying to be nice to myself. I probably lived <laughs> about 28 of my 31 years uh, not uh, not with the Lord as the Lord of my life. Like, so, I'm still in charge. So you were in perfect will from like one to three, and then after that. Well, I was thinking, <laughs> I was trying to help myself and say these last couple years. You've gotten closer. I've gotten closer to, okay, you know what, God? Like, what I want is... I think you go through these stages. Mm-hmm. First, you're like, God, this is really what I want. Can you give it to me? Mm-hmm. That's what most of us grow up in. Yeah, God is that, kind of a genie, genie yeah. even though we don't want to admit it. Yeah, that's what we. It, that's but... what we're raised in. God is a genie for us. Yeah, God, I really want this, mm-hmm. and it could even be a good thing. I got, I really want this job. Oh well, God, you wouldn't have gave me this desire mm-hmm. if it would have been. Man, how many times <laughs> have you heard that? Oh, that's hilarious, man. So yeah, okay, so. I get permissive will. I get perfect will. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that all mean for us? Like, do we are we supposed to are we supposed to live into the perfect will, um, or do we still make decisions for ourselves? Like, how do we how do we navigate the will of God? I mean, even for me, like I'm, I have a thousand questions. So <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a very uh, I don't have answers. I have responses. <laughs> so what would be your response to which? Man, that's even crazy because I, I can't ask this question without asking a prior mm-hmm. question. Go ahead. So, if we want to be in God's perfect will, well, first we got to know what His will is. Like, mm-hmm. how do we know what His will is? Okay, so this is where it gets <laughs> radical here, guys. <laughs> um, and I'm telling, I'm gonna tell this part first. Like, this is far easier said than done, okay. especially for me. Um. But I have to get to the point where I don't have any desires of my own. I have to get my heart to a place where I only want what God wants. Mm. And it's funny because like every religion has a piece of the truth. 
This is where Buddhism almost gets it right. Because mm. in Buddhism, you're supposed to give up all desire. Now, the reason why you do it is for fleshly, selfish reasons, because desire leads to suffering in mm. their mind. So it's like, if I want something and I don't get it, I can get, I can get my feelings hurt. Got you. So the way you live a perfect life in Buddhism is to not want anything, anything. which is impossible, <laughs> especially without God. Yeah. So if I'm just like, nope, I don't want anything. Nope. No, I don't want anything. Um, even the, the highest person in Buddhism right now, which is the Dalai Lama, he desires for Tibet to be free. So you can't even do it. You're the, the head of Buddhism and you can't even do it. Yeah. So anyway, but I have to get myself to a point where I don't want anything for me. Mm-hmm. Like, or at the very I least, mean. I'm okay with not getting what I want. In like, order, in order for God to get his yes, glory. Cause if I'm like, you know, I, I no lie. So right now I want a house mm-hmm. and I want a new car. Mm-hmm. I want those things. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to get myself to the point where I recognize that it doesn't matter if I get either of those things. What matters is what does the Lord want from me? Mm. And am I going to do it with everything that I have? Am I going to give him everything regardless of what I get in life? So basically like we don't have an opportunity to be, to be upset at the things that we do or don't get. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay. Okay. So there's just so many questions. Mm -hmm. And like, I I understand like not having your own desire. But like realistically, we have desires. Mm -hmm. And if our desires don't line up with the will of God, well, the only way that they wouldn't line up is if we knew what the will of God was. Mm. So then like, are we to adjust our will? to his i would say yes i would say man because there's there's those verses of like he'll give you the desires of your heart but there's some prerequisites to that part like i have to give god everything like you said i would have to know what his will is yeah to know that what i want is not in his will right gotcha but the problem is and this is this is just a fact if I, the more we worry about what we want, the less we're trying to figure out what he wants. I mean, let's be real. Wait, say that again? The more I'm worried about what I want, uh-huh. that's less time that I'm spending trying to figure out what he wants. Oh. Like, let's be real. Like, how hard do we really work to figure out what God's will is? <laughs> not, like, very, not very not hard. Very hard. <laughs> I, we just, I know I don't. <laughs> because deep down, not even own. that deep down. I don't want to know what you want, God, because I'm afraid to do it. And I'm afraid I have to give up what I want. That's what yeah. it really comes down to. I don't want to give up what I want to do what you want. That's the hard thing. So I'm not going to worry about what you, I'm not going to try to learn what you want mm-hmm. and just focus on what I want and hope that you love me enough to give it to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I feel it. I feel it. That's where I'm at. So... Yeah, this is so, guys. A full disclosure: like we're probably gonna have to pause a, bo- a bunch of times to do this because, like, this is a really heavy topic. Yeah. Um, and it's un- the thing is, yeah. like, it's unfiltered. So for you, yeah. for our listeners, like, when we do these podcasts, we're not like all the way fully developed. Mm. Um, and once we come to talk about it, we don't want to like give you guys information that's like false mm-hmm. over the podcast. Yeah, but the we're same afraid. Time, 
Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like yeah. we are literally trying to figure this out because mm-hmm. when it comes to the will of God, which should be every believer's like main objective mm-hmm. to find out the will of God and then to align our will to his so that we live in his perfect will and not his permissive will. All right. But that's not easy. It's not easy. And like you said, we don't put the time. Like no. We don't put any time to find out the will of God. I don't think so. I don't think we've been <clears throat> taught that this is a priority. But at the same time, I'm not actually sure that you could you could be taught this without some level of maturity. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that makes if, sense. I don't know if you can go to like a kid and be like, look, you can't want anything. Mm. Only what God wants. I'm going to teach you how to only care about what God, God wants. Want- try to figure out what God wants for you. I don't know if you can. I, I know I wasn't ready for that. No, not at all. Yeah, I feel like I'm ready for it now at age 31. But even then, I'm not sure how ready for it I am because I've been. I have to like rewire my brain to think a different way. Yeah. About everything. And when you're when you've been conditioned to chase after your own dreams and your own desires, mm. when you've been raised with Disney that says follow your heart. Like it's hard to wow. realign to to God's will because <sighs> another thing is you had uh, someone had said this and it was like what is prosperity? Oh, that was on Friday. Was that Friday? Yeah. And they were like, "What is prosperity?" And it's like, "Well, you know, having a house, having a car." And it's like, "Well, what was prosperity for Jesus?" And it was his prosperity was to do mm-hmm. the will of the Father. So if he was in line with the Lord's will. He was very prosperous in his ministry and what he did. And obviously we, that's true because we all have salvation because of it. We have an opportunity to have salvation because of it. But my brain. Well, the pro, the, pro, the, what'd you, what was that? Prosperity. The prosperous part of it was him dying. Yeah, exactly. Because that was the will of God was him to die, die on a cross. And that was prosperity for him. So it's like we have to change our definition of prosperity. Because our definition is lined up with his will. We've well, here's the thing, man. We've been sold this this idea that we are supposed to be like happy all the time and successful by the world standards and have money and have a house and have cars and mm-hmm. kids and 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 just this this lifestyle that is because think about it. Like, what do we consider a blessing? Something good from God, like something material that's good. Like, oh man, I got a new job. Oh uh, yeah, the Lord's been blessing me, yeah. which is not wrong. <laughs> but is that all that God is there for? And is that all that is a blessing? That's and is that the only blessings I should be trying to get? Well, can okay. So then it's like, can things that are not good be a blessing? Like what? Like the coronavirus? See, I would say yes. Like, cause, cause, how do you define what's good and what's not, if you're not from have you don't if you don't have God's vantage point? Mm. Cause, like, I can't think about all these terrible things that have happened to us in our lives. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other night, like all these different mistakes I've made and different people I used to hang out with and different things like that. And I'm like, I would not be me without those things. If I hadn't oh. experienced those things, oh, wow. this version of me would not exist. That's true. I would not be myself. I would like I had to go through every single thing. That's Looking back, God had to allow me to go through all these things to get me to this point. Wow. So it's like 
I can't really say if any of it was not good because oh and then it's then it's even <laughs> difficult now it's like was that the will of God for I mean, me to get to this point it was at the very least his permissive, permissive will. will okay right it may not have been perfect because I definitely know I wasn't trying to do what he wanted me to do okay but it was definitely permissive yeah and he still basically we still ended up at the place mm-hmm. where he wanted us to be. We could have gotten here maybe 10 yeah. years sooner. Probably a lot we- less heartache and a <laughs> lot less you know, drama and things like that. No doubt. But I can't say, because here's the thing, man. Here's the thing about God. So if he, let's say he wants me to do this thing. Let's say I want you to turn left. And for whatever reason, I'm at a point in my life where I'm not, I can't, I'm not hearing him. Uh-huh. I'm not paying attention or I'm outright saying no. And I, for whatever reason, I go right. Right. Like he is going to be able to use me turning right for good, even though I'm supposed to turn gonna, left. Got you. So like his will, that's the permissive thing. That's the amazing thing about the permissive will. It's, it's constantly adjusting to still work out for oh, good, good for me. Even if it sucks, Dang. <laughs> because ultimately, if if I have accepted the salvation that Christ made available for me mm-hmm. and I get to heaven. All of it will have been good. It, he promises me that yeah. in Romans eight. Yeah. Like Romans 8, 28. all works for good. Yeah. Like all of it. Dude, here's a crazy thing. Right. This is this is I'm literally just hit me right now. If if I choose permissive will versus perfect will. The permissive route might actually have more uh, comfortable, um, happy moments. Because what if his perfect will for me is to just suffer this horrible <laughs> life and I'm perfectly in his will doing it? Like, that's crazy. It is crazy because it's like, in one sense, you made yourself comfortable. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, a lot of people or a lot of blessings, quote unquote blessings, um, were missed or opportunities mm-hmm. or to, to, to connect with God in different ways or things that he wanted me to do. Yeah. Like that could have helped a bunch of people. Exactly. Ministered a bunch of people. So if you yeah. don't take, if you don't take his, the perfect will approach, you, you could still miss out, but taking mm-hmm. the permissive will, though he still gets glory, maybe other people miss out. Mm-hmm. Maybe you oh, might. I live. just had an example. It's, uh, it's Moses <clears throat> and Aaron. So uh, yeah, yeah. God wanted to talk through Moses directly. Mm hmm. I want you to speak to the people. And Moses was like, I can't, blah, blah, blah. He's like, okay, fine. Aaron's going to be your spokesperson. Mm-hmm. So what I am for you, you're going to be for Aaron. I just want you to know that this is not going to be as good as it could have been if you had just trusted me. Yeah. So, like, though Moses did all these great things, that was God's permissive will. His perfect will would have been for just, Moses just to just, and Moses. just talk, and God would have given him the ability to speak properly, not stutter, and all mm-hmm. stuff he was worried about. And that would have been perfect. Wow. But even the permissive will accomplish some great things. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, ah, oh, that's, that's, that's amazing. I, I love, I love that, um, the dialogue. And I love the fact that we can like think through the will of God. Cause I think a lot of people aren't doing that, especially mm-hmm. now, which this should be, this should be a time that we are literally like, okay, what, what is God trying to say? Like, what is God doing? Cause yeah. if we're honest with each other, and with ourselves and with God, God is at work right now. And yes. we can clearly see on a global scale, God is at work. Man. He, uh, he, I mean, he's always been at work in a global scale, but now it's evident to all people that he's at work. And it's our, our job, our responsibility to find out what our, what his will is in this time. Like 
is it for us to preach the gospel heavier? Is it for us to come together closer as a community? Mm. And like, does it look different in different places? So is it God's will for every single person to get closer to their church? Well, maybe, but is it time for like some churches to close down and people to like leave those churches and go mm. be the evangelist God called them to be? To so, scatter. To scatter, yeah. Like yeah. even, wow, scatter. Think the persecution that. of the church. Yeah, like that was good. Because if not, we if wouldn't have w- Yes, it. we would not be if it wasn't for the church getting, the early church getting persecuted and having to scatter mm-hmm. to different parts. The message of Christ would not have spread. They would have been comfortable in Jerusalem. Even if Paul didn't go to jail, we wouldn't have the, the books because he wouldn't have time to write them. So you can't say. You really, we, we honestly. Oh, my God. <laughs> we honestly <laughs> cannot define good and bad. Gosh. Only God can do that. That was the risk of what the garden was all about. Like, only I can define it because I have the perfect vantage point to see mm-hmm. what's ultimately going to be good and bad. Dang. You know what I'm saying? Which is crazy because you don't, we always try to find what's best for everyone. And we're outcome driven. Like we talked about AV. Yes. Yeah, we're outcome driven. And the, 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 the truth of the matter is, no, what may be horrible and painful mm-hmm. and difficult for one could be the salvation of anyone who believes. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, is that the will of God? Well, yeah. So, like, I think what we have to do, like you said, uh, we have to we have to reposition our minds when it comes to prosperity. We have to reposition our minds when it comes to, oh, when it comes to, um, to suffering. We have to reposition our minds when it comes to the will of God because we are, we are not in control of the will of God and we can't be the ones to say this is good or this is bad. We can't do that. It's not our job. Yeah, we don't have the capacity, even though we think we do. Yeah. So, um, I was reading this story, um, which we both read in Experiencing God, and it's about this minister named George Miller. I'm just going to read this little segment, and then we're going to get into the things that he used to like help us find out the will of God. So it says, uh, George Miller, a minister in England during the 19th century, was concerned that God's people had become discouraged. They no longer looked for God to do anything unusual in their midst. They were not trusting God to answer their prayers. They had little faith. God led Mueller to pray. Mueller's prayers were for God to lead him to a work, uh, to a work people could explain only as an act of God. Mueller wanted people to learn that God was a faithful prayer answering God. He discovered Psalms, uh, eighty one ten, which uh, which we're gonna read. I'm gonna read it in just a second. But like in this story, Miller, Miller is like praying and he's looking for answers from God. And he doesn't want them to be like the type of answers where it could be like easily explained. Mm. So this guy then um, he starts a an orphanage. He starts an orphanage and he starts to take care of 2000 children at a time. The orphanage had um, had provided more than uh, had provided services for more than 10,000 children. He had distributed more than eight million dollars through this orphanage. And this was all answered prayer. He died at age 93. Um, in his own worldly possessions. This is what messed me up. He's, he distributed $8 million worth of stuff to kids. But his own worldly possessions added up to about $800. Damn. He had about $800 to his name. Sheesh. But had distributed $8 million. Wow. That's crazy. Like, when you think about the will of God, like that, you want me to have nothing? But here's the thing. You just You just said it. 
The will of God is crazy. It should be. Like it, yeah. Uncle Rod's been saying this, and people have been saying this, and we don't. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not, not your ways. Way. Like it's gonna sound like foolishness to people who are perishing. Like we should look crazy. crazy. Yeah, we sound. Me and Brandon sound crazy sound, right now. We sound ridiculous. And I mean, we gotta let y'all know this is what we're saying on this podcast. This episode about this doing the will of God. We are struggling to do it, dude. <laughs> this is it's it's not. Like, we're convicted right now. Like li- as we speak. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to get it twisted. Like Jeff and I have all these answers. We don't. We have responses, mm-hmm. and our responses are sometimes right, and they're sometimes way off. Mm-hmm. But like we are trying to figure this life. Like this, we're trying to figure out this Christian life. And when I say Christian life, I should not say it that way. I should say we're trying to figure out this relationship with God. Wow. And how it works. Like I had to figure out how my relationship with my wife worked. I had to figure out how even with my kids, who mm-hmm. who I had, like yeah. or my wife had, but. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to figure out the how to make that relationship work. But when it comes to God, I feel like we do little to, like, find out how to make this relationship work. And then we wonder why we can't. We struggle to hear from him. Man. We struggle to, like, we we want things from him. We only go to him when we want something. It's like a one-sided relationship. It's, but, we really don't, don't teach and train to have a relationship no we don't we teach this religion we teach um these these methods and these these traditions and these things to do yep but we don't teach hey each individual here you are trying to have a relationship with god and it's going to look different for everyone yes so there are certain principles that we follow that's the same for everybody Mm -hmm. but the relationship will look completely different yeah so the way god speaks to me may not be the way god speaks to jeff Mm -hmm. and the things that jeff does may even be like in my own eyes grander than what i do but what I'm doing does not make it insignificant yeah, to what absolutely. God has already been it's doing. With God, so everything is significant. Everything's big. Everything. So, uh, so the story about George Mueller, uh, this guy he prays and like asks God to do something miraculous. So what God tells him to do is, th- is to start an orphanage, and like this guy doesn't have like background in orphanage; mm. he's just a minister. But he then listens to the to the spirit of God and then does it, and then is able to distribute eight million dollars worth of services and goods to over 10,000 children um, in his, I think, like 51 years mm-hmm. as as the orphanage leader. So how did George Miller hear from God? How did he know the will of God? This is good. So this is this is a few things that, like, we've learned um, through experiencing God. If you haven't picked up the book Experiencing God, this is not an advertisement. You don't get paid for this. But that work is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it's life-changing. So yes. um, this is what we're coming out of today his experience in God book so George Miller so he mentioned a few things that helped him to understand the will of God and he then he mentioned the things that helped him and the things that led him to mistakes so Miller mentions these things that helped him uh, understand the will of God first was he sincerely sought God's direction which basically is like not just on the surface like God you want all people to be saved well yeah well which people do you want me particularly to work with for their salvation not like i'm not the one doing the saving but i will put in the work so that your that your will will be done secondly is he patiently waited on god until he had a word from god so another thing we don't do is especially in western culture we hate waiting we hate being patient Mm. we want to say god we 
God, I want to work for you now. And God's like, all right, chill. <laughs> well, no, like now. So we, we are very impatient. We want it to happen now. And if we can't figure out a way, what we do is uh, we try to be like um, Abraham. Yeah. And was like, oh, I can't have a baby. Well, let me sleep with my yeah. servant and mm -hmm. then like make it work. Yeah. Permissive will, you know, mm -hmm. still still in the will of God. And then it's, that ended up, Ishmael ended up becoming <clears throat> something. So God still used that. But exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So there's still, God can still use it, but mm -hmm. like he, that's not what he intended. Mm -mm. So patience is going to be huge in understanding the will of God. And then thirdly, he looked to the Holy Spirit to teach him through the word of God. I think that a lot of times we, as believers, we get these unctions, mm -hmm. we get these urges, and sometimes we even get these thoughts or ideas mm -hmm. that, that may or may not come from the Lord. And when we get them, we're like, oh, perfect. Let's use this. Let's run with it. And it'll be like, so for, from when I grew up, it was alliterations. People uh, would always come up with these like funny. really dope alliterations. Like um, each letter of the word was like a, was a point in their sermon. So it would be like, uh, like affirmation, affliction, and alteration whatever something like that <laughs> yeah. and like they would hear these alliterations and then, then just run with it and then then they try to find verses that mm -hmm. that fit the alliteration what Mueller is saying is like those things can happen but don't find verses that fit that find like be in the word of god mm -hmm. and let regularly. that regularly so that that could attest to whatever your thought was mm -hmm. if it doesn't don't try to fit the, don't exegete like don't yeah. try to place things in the bible that are not there don't try to put scripture together that don't go together in full context yeah, exactly in full context so those are the three things so he sought god's direction he was very patient um to hear from god and then uh whatever he got from the holy spirit he searched the scripture to make sure that that was god mm. the things that led him to make mistakes though this is big <sighs> this is us like to the <laughs> fullest <laughs> it says of things um the following things led him to make mistakes was lacking honesty of heart so when he wasn't being honest with God, like I think at times when we're because we're raised in religion, when we pray, we pray with a lack of understanding of a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. Like we pray in ways that are not really truthful to us. Like even still, like when you're mad, you we come to God like, uh, I don't know, glorious heavenly father. <laughs> we, we we bow our knee at your throne that it. Like, that's not what you're like. Yeah. I get what you're trying to do. But the truth is you're frustrated. You can go to God and say, God, I don't understand what's going on. Like, I don't understand why we're doing like the formalities. I think in prayer need to cease. Yeah. I think we need to stop being so formal in our prayer. Don't not to be disrespectful. Mm -hmm. But like, if we're going to talk to God, talk to him in honesty. Another aspect of that is you get an idea mm -hmm. and you don't, you're not honest with yourself that, you know what, like, I'm doing this for me. Yeah. Like we talked about on the Zoom call last mm -hmm. night with everybody in AV. It was like, I have this idea. Like, let's say I want to start an orphanage. Mm -hmm. God didn't tell me to do that. But I'm like, you know, this would be good. And if I'm honest with myself, this would make me look good. It would serve some type of thing for me. Yeah, some type of design. And so moment. when I go to God and I'm not honest with me, and him about why I want to do this or yeah. is this really from you? Is it from me? Mm -hmm. Like when I'm not asking those questions, that's when I can fall into like being dishonest of heart. I like that. I yeah. like that. So be honest with yourself because God already knows. Mm -hmm. The thing is that we can't really lie to God. No. You can't lie to somebody who knows the truth. You can't lie to somebody who is the truth. <laughs> who is the truth. <laughs> so don't try it. You're only lying to yourself. Um, the second thing that will lead you to make mistakes is um, a lack of uprightness before God. 
So when you're out there like living any old kind of way, you're gonna get stuff wrong. Mm-hmm. Like your your spirit's not in tune with God. Your spirit's not living in tune in with your will. flesh. Yeah, you're you're too fleshly, and which is truth. I uh, I heard uh, Pastor Wilson, a, a preacher here in Fresno, um, a pastor, a great pastor, and uh, he preached a sermon called the Fleshometer, and he like wow. did it like a like an odometer, and it was like when your fleshometer gets out of control, like. When your flesh is out of control, it's going to be very difficult for to hear from God. And sometimes what you'll have to have like a Jonah moment mm-hmm. in order to get back where you got to be thrown off a ship, swallowed by a fish and then spit out in the way where God wants you to be. God doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not. He's just like, just do what I say. Like, yeah. just I want this to be a, a relationship that is pleasing and good. But you're making it difficult. You're making it difficult. So yeah. don't make it difficult by wayward living. Mm-hmm. So live upright before God. Uh, impatience is the third thing that leads mm-hmm. to mistakes. Don't be impatient. I know sometimes it can seem like God can take a very take long forever, time. God. Like, come God, on, come bro. on. Like, I want to work for you. I want to do something. Or I have the desire. I want to do it while I'm young. God doesn't really care about time because mm-hmm. he lives outside of it. Right. So don't be impatient. Mm-hmm. Um, impatience leads to a lot of mistakes. Be just, just wait. Wait on the Lord. There was a song that, uh, I can't remember what it was. But when I was a kid, I heard it all the time on the radio. My church sang it, um, and it was like it said, "He may not come when you want him to, but he's always right, right on time." time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, dang, old folks knew. <laughs> uh, and then the last thing was uh, preferring the counsel of men, of men over the direction or the declaration of the Spirit mm. or Scripture. So the thing is, we can't lean heavily on what other people think. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like the like God is telling you to do something, don't try to go get validation from other yeah, people. Yeah, because it'll mess you up. Because mm-hmm. one, uh, we see it with uh, David and Nathan, the mm-hmm. prophet. Mm-hmm. Uh, David had a great idea about building a temple for God. And then Nathan then asked Nathan, yo, do you think this is a good idea? Nathan was like, yes. Like the Lord is with you. Nathan goes home. God tells Nathan, bro, who told you <laughs> I wanted David to build a house for me? I don't need him to do it. I don't want him to do it. He's killed too many people. So then Nathan has to go back to David and say, hey, I talked to God last night. And, he said uh, no. Nah. He said no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then David had to be, I, I don't know. He, he, I don't know if he was happy, joyful. I'm pretty sure he's like, dang, I thought that was a great idea. <laughs> but You said. <laughs> so when he when he relied on the counsel of man, mm-hmm. man agreed and then found out that that wasn't what God wanted. And it could be the, the exact thing. Op- it could be the exact opposite mm-hmm. where God tells you to do like the, the boys, dang, Holy Spirit, thank you. The uh, the spies mm-hmm. for Jerusalem or for uh, Israel, Israel, they went into Canaan to take the land which God had promised them. And the counsel of the majority was they're too big, they're, scared, they're yeah. giants, so if we go in, they're going to get slaughtered. But the two youngest men were like, nah, like God said we can take them. I believe that we can take them. Let's go. And then the disobedience at that time caused a whole generation of people to die off. Wow. So you have to lean on the scripture and the spirit before you lean on anybody else Yeah. for God's will. Don't yeah. lean to anyone else for God's will or direction for your life. Like there are people who can advise you on things, mm-hmm. but when you, when you're like, if you're practicing um, sincerely seeking the direction of God, and if you're patiently waiting on God and you're hearing from the Holy spirit and you're finding it in the word of God as well, I don't think you need validation. You don't yeah. need anybody else to co-sign for that. Mm-hmm. You can walk in, if anything, will. if you're doing, if I'm spending enough time with God, I'm spending enough time in the word. I'm really trying to be honest with myself and heart. 
Um, I'm living up as, as upright as I can before the Lord. If I'm doing all these things and I feel like I have this clear thing that I'm supposed to do, all that other people will do is confirm it. Mm. Right. And mm-hmm. it won't, I won't have to be like, Hey man, I feel I've done this. I, I, I feel this coming. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And if, if they've been in prayer, if there are people that I know that, that are trying yeah. to be into in God, they're going to be like, you know what? I feel the spirit is saying that same, same thing. thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and that's pretty much it. all I should get. Yeah. yeah. And we've experienced like Jeff and I have experienced that um, with majority, even starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. It was like, he felt the strong unction to do it. And then um, uncle Rod, our spiritual advisor, also like felt an unction and then i was like i was just willing i to be honest i didn't pray about it i was like you want to start a podcast bro okay fine i'll be on it i don't know what i'm gonna do but um here we are like 20 something episodes deep yeah so like following the will of god it i I truly believe that the one thing that's going to hinder me is giving up my desires and like my will Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. i think that's every human being it's so difficult I mean, that's that's what Jesus was saying. If you lose your life for uh, my sake, you will gain it. If you try to keep it, you will lose it. And even though I hear that stern warning mm-hmm. from the Lord, I'm still like, but can I keep a little bit of it, you know though, Jesus? Like, I got some, I got some desires. Like, like I ha- there's things that I want to do, even little things. Like, right, I want to go play two hours worth of video games, oh, God. Like, bruh. I mean, can you just let me do that? And he, and the thing <laughs> is, like, sometimes he can. Sometimes he'll let you. All right, permissive will. I but, would rather you spend these two hours doing this right now. But yeah, okay. and it's, and we all know it. We all know that there's always there's. There's always something better to do, mm. but there's nothing better than like spending time with God. Yeah, like man. we we can we could <laughs> we could literally like spend four hours in this garage studying the Word of God, or we can spend four hours on a video game. We know we know for a fact which, which one is better. better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not there's a no it's no mystery. Like yeah. oh God, should I pray with my Bible? He's like do both. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> There's, there's no mystery to when it comes to spending time with God. And if we're honest, well, I can't speak for everybody. If I'm honest, the moments where I've given up my desire to do the will of God, which I thought was the will of God at the time, mm-hmm. have always been more promising and better and mm-hmm. long. They last longer. Yeah. Like I went up a mountain because I felt God telling me to. And like that moment is like, like replays in my mind, like almost every morning. I'm like, yo, I drove up a mountain to be with God. That's crazy. Yeah. But it tells me like, bro, when you went up there, you spent time with God and you learned some things like you learned how God works and you actually learned that he's literally speaking to you like that's huge. Hmm. So in moments like that, you you know, I, I truly believe that every believer is going to know which one they should do. Like, should I spend time with God in any way, shape or form, reading the word, praying, or helping someone mm-hmm. or doing my own thing, which could be anything. Mm-hmm. So we, I think yeah. we know the difference. And I want to add, as you were saying, it, it spoke to me like, I think the best we can do, listener, is to try yeah. to be in the will of God. Yes. I don't know if we are capable of 1,000% knowing all the time yep. the will of God. I think... God is looking for our motive and he's looking for like effort. Yeah. Effort and motive. 
as long as I'm really earnestly, honestly trying to be in your will, God, and discern what your will is, I may not get it right all the time, but like he's he's good with that. Like yeah. you hey, you're, you're trying. trying. Yeah. And that's it's the best. And you're gonna be able to look back, like you said, in hindsight and go, mm-hmm. okay, that, that definitely was, was God. God. It's yeah. so weird, like in the yeah. moment you don't Okay, I can't say you don't know. <laughs> yeah. But you hope not to know because like you still want your own desires. Mm-hmm. So you're just like Oh, I really hope this is not you because I want to do this. And then when you do whatever God wants you, my bad, whenever you do whatever God wants you to do, that then proves that, oh, that was you speaking the entire time because mm-hmm. I had, I, I was able to be edified. I think that's a, that's another thing we don't really talk about. The will of God or seeking the will of God edifies you. Yeah, it builds you up. While everything else just doesn't. Like, you yeah. leave and you feel the same, and sometimes you feel worse. Mm-hmm. So seeking the will, I think, is uh, is the best thing that we could do. And like Jeff said, try. Just mm-hmm. just give it an attempt. Like, God, I, especially if you think it's him. If you think it's Man, God. If you have just any... Like, <laughs> I'm 1% positive this could be you, God. Take the I'm 1%. Yeah. Um, so... There's three things I want to do before we're done. Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to look at two passages of scripture, and then I want to talk about planning. Come on, okay. Jeff. That's what we're gonna end on. No, I talk about I planning, know, man. man. Okay, so first of all, I, I was talking about this earth beginning of this podcast. So the way this whole thing started, it was Sunday morning. I woke up, and I was like, "Okay, God, like, supposed to record today. What do you want to do?" Mm-hmm. And I usually start my morning by reading um, a chapter out of the Bible. Mm-hmm. And right now I'm in Jeremiah. And, you know, I was reading my chapter, I read chapter 24. And I finished. I'm like, okay, cool. I've done my chapter, God. But And I before I started, I prayed, God, like, Holy Spirit, like, do what you want to do. Reveal to me what you want to reveal to me. I'm, I, I want to know. Yeah. I'm scared to say that, but I want to know. <laughs> so I finished chapter 24. <laughs> And I couldn't stop reading. So crazy. Like, I tried to stop. And it was weird, as I was telling you earlier off mic. Like, I'm reading 25, and I'm comprehending what I'm reading. But I'm like, in my mind going, why am I still reading? Why can't I stop? (laughs) God, let me stop. Why am I still reading this? Okay, all right. I'm just going to stop fighting and just go with it. And I got there about half of 25. And it was like, and I clearly, like, you want me to talk about the will of God? Wow. After I read this, this is what you want me to talk about. Thank you, guys. When I text you, hey, when you rec- I was, I was <laughs> juiced. Like, when you want to record today, man? When are we recording today, man? You know, God was talking to me. Um, so the passage, out of, I'm not going to read it word for word, um, but I encourage you guys to read Jeremiah 24 and 25. And it, it just showed me, like, God can do whatever he wants. Yeah. So it was, it's, it's, if you read the prophets, it's, they're constantly trying to tell the people of Israel and Judah, like, yo, you know better and you're mm-hmm. not doing better. You've turned away from God to chasing other gods. You, yeah. You're doing injustice and you're not being righteous. You're, you're oppressing the poor. You're not taking care of people. You're doing these terrible things and God is getting upset and he's going to punish you. Mm. That's the theme of all the prophets. And I'm like, okay. I know that we are not the people of Israel. Like okay. we were not in covenant with God. Like we are of a different covenant, a mm-hmm. new covenant. We have Jesus, but there still has to be some things that apply to us from the prophets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And so I'm thinking, like, 
as a country, as a church in America, if we just take there, Mm -hmm. like, are we doing things that's making God upset? Like, and I'm like, are we really in his will? Are we worried about things we shouldn't be worrying about? Are we chasing after other gods? Like, are we doing things that is going to incur the wrath of God? And then I'm reading and it gets to this point where God is telling Jeremiah, I'm going to have Babylon, my servant, King Nebuchadnezzar is my servant. He's going to come. He's going to jack everybody up. He's going to take people into exile. He's going to do all these things because Israel has made me upset. But then afterwards, I'm going to destroy Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon <laughs> for all their sin. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, God, you just, what? Hold up, bro. That's messed up. Almost. In my mind, my little human brain. I'm like, that's kind of not fair, God. You over you here. You made them do you this. You made them do this. You're using them as your instrument of your wrath, and then you're going to punish them for being the instrument for of your wrath. hurting Israel? <laughs> like, I mean, I guess that's kind of fair now that I think about it. Like, all right, they weren't supposed to touch your anointed. That, that's your people. But, but it's just, <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, like, God, it's going to look crazy. It's ridiculous. But he can do whatever he wants. Talking about sovereignty, combining that with his will, like, and his ways I, are totally different than yeah like, and i can't judge him i can't who can judge god who can god that wasn't right bro you shouldn't have done it like that it's gonna be a lot of people on judgment day <laughs> you, you can't bro. how can what but ellen <laughs> <laughs> guys brandon's crazy i had nothing to do with that no i have um, no idea where ella's salvation lies i'm just saying yeah <laughs> I but, love her though. <laughs> but so then we didn't record yesterday. Today's Monday. So then I woke up this morning and something made me turn to Second Corinthians. I mean first Corinthians chapter two. And I'm gonna read as much as I can get through. I got really emotional when I was reading this. I don't know why. But so Paul says, Um, and I when I came to you, brothers did not come proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. And my speech and my message were not implausible words of wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So that kind of goes to what we were mm-hmm. talking about as far as seeking the counsel of men and, and wisdom. What does man think? Yeah, it's We got to be relying on the power of God and his wisdom and the spirit. Speaking of the spirit. Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, although it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away. But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory verse 8 none of the rulers of this age understood this for if they had they would not have crucified the lord of glory but as it is written what no eye has seen nor ear heard nor the heart of man imagined what god has prepared for those who love him we can come back to that that's crazy Hmm. verse 10 these things god has revealed to us through the spirit For the spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person, which is in him. So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Side note, guys, we have that same spirit in us. 
So that means we have access to what God is thinking. The deepest thoughts of God. Like we have access to him. That's crazy. Okay. Um, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. We impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So before I continue to verse 14, it's like, if we have all of this, we have we claim to be spirit filled, yeah. indwelled believers of God. We've received the Holy Spirit. Why do we struggle to discern the spirit to the, the will of God? Man, I don't even think to be honest now that you read that. I don't think that we struggle. Discerning the will of God, we struggle executing the will of God. So this mm. is the thing I think about. I think about Jonah. I mean, it's the story that always keeps going to my mind mm-hmm. when it comes to the will of God. Jonah knew what God wanted him to do. Like I think that when God speaks to us, we know what He wants us to do, but we choose not to do it. Mm. So, like you said, there's a difference between believing that God is speaking to you and then doing what God is speaking, what God is telling you to do. So, if I'm going to be a person that, if I'm if I'm remotely in relationship with God. Like remote, like I don't have to be 1000. Like I pray every single day. I'm fasting. I'm whatever. These things help you get connected to the will of God. But if you are a believer and you want to have, you desire to have a relationship with God, I think he's speaking to you even now in this podcast. I think like you are having a, you were having a conversation or you in your own realm, wherever you are, house, car, whatever, you are like, yo, I do want to experience God. I do want to have a relationship with him. I want to know his will for my life. Well, then, bam, you're going to get it. And when he speaks to you, you will know if that's him or if that or let me say not. You won't know. Let me say you will be very you'll be like 10 percent sure mm-hmm. that that's God speaking to you and you will either act upon it or you won't. And this is kind of where the where I feel like God's God giving us free will messes us up. <laughs> because we get to we get to understand the will of God like God wants you to do X Y and Z. You feel that in your heart, you know that in your spirit. But then your flesh is stronger, so then you choose not to and you go play Call of Duty. So yeah, so I'm glad you said that last part. I agree with everything you're saying. I would say um for someone like my which is no secret, my mm-hmm. wife, mm-hmm. right now she I think she's getting better, but she's struggling to hear God. Um, and I would say for those people who hear what Brandon said and like, man, I can't hear him. Like why, if I have the Holy spirit, how come I can't fully discern these things that are spiritual? So let me, the Bible has an answer for us. Let's go. Okay. Verse verse 14. 14. The natural person does not accept the things of the spirit of God for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but is himself to be judged by no one for who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. So the thing that is getting in our way, Mm. all of our ways of fully spiritually discerning these things that God has freely given us is our flesh, the natural part of us, the natural man. There is this part of all of us, all of us humans that is fighting to not listen to God, yeah. to not receive his wisdom, mm-hmm. to not 
listen to to not want to know his will because it doesn't want to do his will. Yeah, I don't want to know it. So I'm going to try to pretend like I can't hear it. I'm going to block anything the spirit is saying so that way I can do what I want to do. So we have to like oh, train ourselves to weaken our flesh mm-hmm. and to strengthen our spirit because we literally have access to what God is thinking. No doubt. And like I, I'm as I'm saying that, guys, I'm trying to believe that. Mm-hmm. For myself. True. Because there's a part of me that doubts that I can actually know what God wants. No doubt. Like man. there's a I'm I'm really struggling with that. Yeah, and I think that what's once we once we are honest with the struggle, like let me let me say this too. If you are struggling, that proves that you have a relationship with God. Mm. I want everybody to know that. Like if you are struggling with serving God and serving the flesh you have a relationship with God mainly because if you did not you would not be struggling you would just do your own thing and you would enjoy doing doing you you would never ever like question if what you're doing were right and what was wrong you'd just be like I want to please myself I'm going to go do that but because you're struggling with pleasing yourself and pleasing God that is an indicator that you have a relationship with him so I want everyone to understand like where I'm coming from in that being said, when you start to seek him more and more, your heart has to be, you have to be honest of heart. Like you have to be saying, okay, God, I have my own desires, but I want to desire you. I want to desire you more than I want to desire things in my heart. Help me to do that. Those are honest conversations with God. Those are honest prayers to God. And I think that's where God wants us to start with just the, like the bare minimum. Like, yes, the Holy Spirit will teach us all things, but he doesn't teach us. He doesn't start us at trig when we don't know algebra. <laughs> Amen. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he starts us in algebra or arithmetic, wherever you are, that's where he starts. And then the more that you obey, the the, the closer or the stronger you become. And it literally is like, okay, I obeyed this time. I obeyed this time. I obeyed this time. You'll get to a point where God's will in your life will will be your will. Because you will only want what the Father wants. This is Jesus literally doing whatever God had called him to do. So be be just be mindful that your struggle starts in the beginning. Your struggle starts with you knowing that you have a will and God has a will. Mm-hmm. And you saying, Oh God, I really want your will over mine. That's where it starts. And then as you become obedient, the the fight, I don't know if it gets easier. But I think I, it, I think it will get easier. Yeah, I think it, I think yeah. you just become more you have a you have you have less desire to do mm-hmm. what you want to do. It's like what, God, whatever you want. It's like pleasing a parent who is an amazing gift giver. Like if you had a parent who like Bill Gates was your dad, and he's like, man, son, I just really want you to do good in school. Like that's my will for you. Like I want you to graduate and get A's, bro. If Bill Gates is my dad. I might have a little more incentive to like put in mad work to get straight A's because his gift is going to be like what a perfection that I would consider perfection. Mm-hmm. It'd be a perfect gift for me. Um, Imagine how much better the gifts of the Lord from God. Come yeah. on. So <sighs> transitioning our last part of this, we're at 58 ish minutes here. So the last part of this, um, is a difficult one. Mm. And it's about like planning. Yeah. I think everybody wants to plan their own lives. They have a plan for your own life. You have a plan for your day, your week, your month, your year. Like we plan. We are planning people. Some people are more than that. My wife is a major planner. 
she loves to plan. Um, I like things planned out. I'm not good at planning, but I like things to be planned. So my question is, listeners, and I don't have an answer. I have a response. In light of God's will, should we plan? Mm. Is it wrong to plan? Help us, Jeff. Okay, so I, let me. Let I ain't me, got no answers. <laughs> <laughs> let me read from experiencing God first from the, the Bible. There's two passages of scripture here. Amos 3, 7 says, Surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Okay. Mm. So I'm going to go leave that there. Yeah. Okay. Proverbs 19, 21. Many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Okay. Uh, last one, I have another passage. Psalms 33, 10 through 11. I never knew this was in the Bible. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Dang. <laughs> listen, what the? Listen. Okay, coronavirus. First of Yes. First <laughs> of all, is it wrong to plan? No. Nope. I'm going to say no. It's not a sin to plan things out. I will not say that. Mm-hmm. Okay. But let me tell you something. God don't care about your plans. <laughs> he does not care about our plans. My five-year plan? And that, fam. My 10-year plan? Me and my wife are in the fifth year of our five-year plan. And <laughs> God does not care about our schedule. He was like, oh, you got to schedule some stuff, huh? How about this? You were supposed to. Oh, oh yeah. You oh, were supposed oh, to. Oh, mm, mm, okay. <laughs> that plan is foiled and thwarted. <laughs> thwarted. Um, so let me read this from Experiencing God. It says, planning is a good thing to do if it is motivated and guided by God. But often our plans reflect our own priorities and understanding. We can trust more in our plans and in our reasoning abilities than in God. We may be able to achieve all of our goals and yet be far from God's will. Planning is a tool God may lead you to use, but it must. Hold on. It must never become a substitute for trusting him. Oh, your relationship with God is far more important to him than any planning you will do. <laughs> the biggest problem with planning is that we often plan and carry out things in our own wisdom that only God has a right to determine. Jeez. We cannot know that when, where, or how of God, we cannot know the when, where, how of God's will until he tells us just because we accomplish our plans does not mean we are pleasing to God. Dang. Because there are plans. I mean, oh, this is crazy. Because even Jesus submitted his will to God. Yep. And was able to die. I mean, I thought about this as we uh, talked about, like, last night on our, or on a Friday on our Zoom call with AV. We talked about the guy who, or they came to arrest Jesus in the garden. Mm-hmm. Peter takes out his sword. And slices off this dude's ear, which is crazy. He was like, trying to kill him. He was trying to cut his head off. It was dark. <laughs> yeah. So he missed and cut off his ear. Um, but the truth is, he was trying to cut his head off. Mm-hmm. He missed, cut his ear off. And Jesus, when they <laughs> when they had, I don't know if this was before or after the ear got cut off. But they had, Jesus asked them, who are you looking for? And they were like, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. And they all like fell back. Like got blown <laughs> away. 
and just fell down. And then he asked him again, what are you looking for? I wouldn't have been bold enough to say it again. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I'm not, uh, nobody. Actually, we, we're going on. Yeah. But then he was like, Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am he. And he then um, he then uh, gets arrested and is taken through this thing and like uh, through these trials or whatever. But like in those moments, like he, his will was, or his desire was probably not to go to the cross. We see in the garden, he prayed that the Lord would take, away, that God would take the cup away from him. And he says, not my will, but yours be done. Mm-hmm. He then executes whatever God wants and then goes through all this. And I'm thinking, man, how can that be? How do we get to a point where we're just like, God, is these are your plans. Mm-hmm. Like even the plans that I could create for myself. Okay. I'm going to plan things out because it could be wise, but how do I leave? Not even leave room. How do I detach myself from my own plans so that if you want to interrupt them, change them completely. Like my plans don't involve living in another country. Like none mm-hmm. of my plans involve living in another country. But God, if you move me, if you want to move me to another country, Francis Chan, how, <laughs> how do I make myself available for that move? And I think the answer to that is being closer and closer to God. Bro, here's a, here's a better question. And it's the, it's the one I didn't want to go to. Okay, we're cool. All right, guys, this has been the <laughs> <laughs> Instead of God, how do I leave room? How do I like not be attached to my plans? How do I only plan with what you tell me to plan? Like at the starting point of mm. planning, how yeah. do I stop and go, okay, what do you want me to do today? My grandma used to always say, uh, if the Lord says the same, it'll be. And every time that, now that I think about it, every time that she would plan a trip because that's the only time that she like I saw her plan mm. when she would plan a trip for us she would always like invite God like into the room and it's not it wasn't a um, it wasn't like a formal prayer what mm-hmm. she would do is that we'd be sitting in the living room um, it'd be me and my mom my sisters uh, my grandfather and we'd be going to uh, Allensworth every year we went to Allensworth it's like this small mm-hmm. little city it's anyways <laughs> we go to Allensworth and she would be like, Holy Spirit, thank you for being here. All right, guys, let's get started. And in a sense, it was always strange to me. I was like, well, we all know God's in the room. But I think her doing that was inviting God into the room so that whatever was said would be of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So whatever we wrote down, okay, we want to go to Allensworth, we're going to leave it this time. Literally, the time, mm-hmm. the, 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 the people who were driving, like all of that, we would consider God in that. Like they, my grandmother did. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time what she was doing. I had no clue yeah. until today. Wow. And I'm thinking, yo, she invited God into her plans. That's something that I think all believers, mostly me, because I don't do this. My wife and I went to go look at houses yesterday, mm. and we did not include God in that at all. We didn't when we went either. <laughs> we even we got approved and, and got a, and my wife was sitting seriously like, after we did our fast and stuff, she's like, I'm, I feel like God wants us in that area, but I feel like he's saying, you did this without me. Mm. This is not your house. That's why we, they haven't started construction in yet. Wow. Right. Like, and, and again, I, I hear you say, and I'm not agreeing, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but like, I don't want to just invite God into my plans. I don't want to have plans. Wait, I want his plan. I want your plans. Yeah. I do not want to have any plans of my own. 
Mm. I want to trust you each day. And that, that sounds reckless. Will. It's hard for me to even say it. It sounds so <laughs> foolish. You're not going to plan stuff out? What's wrong? How are you going to pay your bills? I don't know. <laughs> Truthfully. But I'm supposed to be trusting him, not me. Yeah. Not my wisdom, not my intellect, not my anything. I'm supposed to be trusting him every second of every day. That's so crazy. And that's why you can be Francis Chan mm-hmm. and start all these different churches and just they get successful and go, oh, God, tell me we got to move here now. Yeah. We got to move here. We got to go to Hong Kong. I got to move my whole family mm-hmm. to Hong Kong. Why? God said. Why? I don't know. I don't. I actually don't know. We're going to get there. I'm not going to. And did you see that video? He, he didn't realize. He didn't know why God had him want to go this one street in Hong Kong. He wasn't sure why until he was looking at, uh, he found an old photo of his, his mom. His mom died giving birth to him. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she had been a missionary on this one street in Hong Kong. He never knew. No way. Until that moment. And like, and she had prayed when she was younger, like, God, I want to do work here in this, on this street. And, and God said, I'm going to answer that prayer, but it's not going to be you. It's going to be your son. Like she didn't, she didn't know that. Yeah. Francis didn't know, know that, that. Mm-hmm. but God answered her prayer. Francis had no idea. That's so like God crazy. had all this stuff planned out. You're gonna, your mom's gonna be saved. She's gonna, she's pregnant with you. It's a high risk pregnancy. We're gonna take her to San Francisco because she's supposed to get help there. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen. She's dying in childbirth, and then years later, her son's gonna grow up like 50 years later, and go and do that what I promised on this street in Hong Kong. Wow, like. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I want to get to the point where I, I'm just God, whatever you your want. plans are, man, and that's crazy. I think, but it, it's crazy. But I feel like the Spirit is telling us it's not impossible. Mm-mm. Like it may and sound. I, I want it to be impossible because I don't want to do. I don't, it. Yeah, I want to because we've gotten comfortable trusting ourselves, but we mm-hmm. can't. So I, I'm gonna encourage us to, to seek God earnestly to be patient and to 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 rid ourselves of our own desires mm. like i don't think that we can i don't think that we'll ever be able to exercise the perfect will of god with desires mm. i don't think so i agree i don't think it's possible we because disappointment can't be a part of that like i don't mm. know if i don't know if jesus was ever like fully disappointed like he was never in a state of like, oh man, you know what I'm I don't think so. I think mm. that his, I think the, in the moments when he was disappointed, was like his righteous indignation, like mm. the when he drove out the money changers mm. or when in the, the temple, couldn't stay awake when they couldn't pray. stay awake. Yeah. Like he was like disappointed, but he wasn't disappointed in the plan. He was disappointed because right. it was like, fam, because they didn't know the plan. Yeah. Like if they knew what was about to happen, they would have been. They'd have been awake. wide awake. Yeah. They'd have been like, wait, if he'd have been like, look, they come and arrest me. When they arrest me, like we gotta fight. They wouldn't have fell asleep. No. They'd have been like, Psh, Where they at? We all got swords. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they would have all put in their work, but because yeah. they didn't understand the plan, you know, and then even even with the uh the money changer, they didn't understand the plan either. Mm-hmm. So he understood the plan and he was like, Y'all y'all messing it up because they're messing up the will of my father. It's not what he wants. So now I have to <laughs> drive you out with whips and cords. So huh. people, Damn. family I don't know <laughs> what happened today. <laughs> I really hope this episode was thought provoking and it had you ask questions and uh it's not too bad. Yeah, I mean we 
listen, this was God's will to talk about this because I was afraid to talk about this. Um, when I told Brandon, I didn't tell Brandon until I got here, so he didn't have time to like really think about it and process it. Nah, um, I'm processing it now. <laughs> yeah, like literally, we just processed on on the microphone. But I, I pray that this was um, helpful. I pray that it wasn't it didn't cause confusion. I pray that if you have questions, you ask them. We can give you some more clarity, or somebody can give you more clarity. Um, but let us know what you think about this. Are we dead wrong? Are we are we right? I don't know. Mm. Um, but. Yeah, let the Lord be with you. Yeah, let the Lord be with you guys. Stay safe. We love y'all. And uh, we'll we'll catch you on the next one, man. All right, y'all. See ya. Just another brother off the boat. You ain't for the family. Yes, it shows. All these friends are low-key like my foes. No, I don't want to talk up with the smoke. Hey, just another brother off the boat. Yes, it shows. Yes, it shows. Yeah. All these friends are low key like my foes. Like my